escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Um, Team Ghana will be ready for the World Athletics Championship, which starts in the next 23 days. If the campaign begins in France as early as possible, Ghana is getting ready to participate in the World Athletics Competition slated for August 19 to August 27 in Budapest. And also, a veteran commentator, Joe Latte, he has got an advice to the Ghana Football Association. He tells them to issue hatred and prejudice because it blinds efficiency. First three points for Africa in the FIFA Women's World Cup as Super Falcons of Nigeria comes from behind to defeat host nation Australia. We've got this and many more here on Sports Today with me, Muftao Nabila Abdullahi. Let's start with the FIFA Women's World Cup. Nigeria, they have defeated host nation Australia by three goals to two to secure the first three points of the continent in the ongoing FIFA Women's World Cup. It was the host nation Australia who opened the scoring before Nigeria grabbed the equalizer within 51 minutes into the contest. And it was reigning best player in the continent, Assisat Oshola, who scored the winning goal as the Super Falcons march on to victory. into the back of the net. A few decent opportunities for the a lovely touch from Gori and Ford. And now and it falls! And she's done it for Australia! Ford and Van Egmond with the finish. Well, the wide areas were always going to be an area that Australia could exploit. They win the header initially from Bori. Jabadi. And now it's still time for Nigeria. One last play of the half. The half. And there is the equalizer. Uchana Pardu. Right on the scope of half time. And then they have runners in the box. They have numbers. And they pounce on it first. It's Kanil. The substitute as well that gets on it. Doesn't get a clean enough touch initially, but doesn't matter because it finds a way into the back of net. Imagine what I could do here. Rosier and Janika. Difference maker, and we see all the bodies. It's a 
And Edmund originally that steps up and wins it, but can't clear it enough. Alozia keeps it alive. Good quality service. Once I'm sure he does find the wide spaces. Already. Nigeria speaking the first three points for Africa in the ongoing FIFA Women's World Cup. Let's go on Zoom now and speak to Sandra Brobe, a sports journalist with the Sun Football. Uh, she's covering the Women's World Cup in Australia. Um, Sandra, sorry we've, we've kept you awake by this time of the night. It's quite deep for, in Australia and you should be sleeping, but we appreciate that you've been able to make our time to speak to us. Talk to us briefly. How was it like for the Nigerians in the build-up to this game, because it appears the rest of the continent is now heaving a sigh of relief following the, um, what many people describe as horrendous performances witnessed from the three other, other countries. Well, I mean, with, with Nigeria, uh, you know, they've had some friendlies, uh, a couple of, well, decent friendlies in the build-up to this tournament. And I kind of had my eye out for them because, um, particularly when they uh, played Canada, because last year, I think in a friendly, um, in April against Canada, they drew 2-2. So they do have the capability of, of, you know, pulling off a surprise against what you would call the so-called bigger sides, the sides in the top 20 um, in terms of the FIFA for rankings. And, you know, um, they had the nil-nil obviously going into this, but... Um, Today, with this evening's game, well, it was this evening over here, you know, they just showed their calibre and quality. They had just the six uh, shots on, on target and converted three of them. So they showed that they're a side that definitely not to be underestimated. Um, but, you know, the, 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 they just were a bit more clinical than Australia in this particular game. And it's, it's a big result for them because that's technically a group of death there with the um, World Cup co-host Australia, who were considered among the favourites um, for winning the whole tournament. And then obviously with Canada, who won a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics as well, they're considered a force to be reckoned with. Um, I mean, Australia um, were missing with the services of Sam Kerr and, and Mary Fowler. And Sam Kerr, you, you know, they've got someone who is arguably one of the best strikers in, in the world, certainly probably the one of the, the top strikers playing in the Women's Super League in England. But Nigeria showed their, you know, their grit, their resilience, the fact that, you know, how willing they were to, you know, defend stoically as much as they could. But then on, when you've got a player like Oshawala, I mean, they're saying that she wasn't, um, you know, they, they didn't want to risk her obviously starting her because of, you know, perhaps not being fully fit. But it was just worth them bringing her on because she showed exactly why she plays for Barcelona I mean, that finish that you, you're just going to see there, that angled strike is world-class. And, and it's just that decision to bring her on made all the difference. But then all, obviously the goal that, that put them ahead, that gave them a 2-1 lead for Mahala was brave header from her considering, you know, she took a kick to the stomach on the way into, you know, letting that goal for Nigeria. But they showed their grip, they showed their resilience, and they also showed they're not to be underestimated with this World Cup. 
Um, Sandra, just before I let you go, uh, tell me pretty quick, uh, considering the fact that Nigeria, they've been able to win their game now as we speak, they top their group because they've got four points. It kind of gives some hope that they've got what it takes to qualify to the next stage of the competition. Does this bode some hope for the other countries, considering that Nigeria have been able to do it? Um, many people would say that Nigeria, arguably, they've been, to, they've been the best side in the continent. They've been to every single women's World Cup since the competition started in, in the 1990s. And um, their pedigree is definitely different from countries that are qualifying for the I would say a run for their money. They, you know, it was uh, England did well, but that. of Australia that's a that's a big result um, and I mean obviously going into that last game they have against the Republic of Ireland rather than opting for a draw I expect Nigeria will want to go for a win just to guarantee that they'll get through you know to give them the strongest possible uh, chance of making it to that knockout phase Sandra thanks very much for your time um, continue to do the wonderful job that you're doing we appreciate your time now you can catch some sleep <laughs> isn't it <laughs> Uh, Sandra Brobe is speaking to us from Australia. She's with the Sun Football and uh, she's sharing with us uh, her thoughts on uh, what we witnessed from Nigeria versus Australia and what the other African countries have been doing in the ongoing FIFA World Cup. Uh, breaking news coming in. Joy Sports can exclusively reveal that the Court of Arbitration for Sports has annulled all sanctions imposed on players, on inter-allies and Ashanti Gold players for alleged involvement in match fixing. You would recall that the Ghana Football Association in May last year um, banned about 24 players claiming that they were involved in fixing a Ghana Premier League contest on, between inter-allies and Ashanti Gold. Uh, the players, through FIFA Pro, which is a, a welfare body for players globally, and also through the Professional Footballers Association of Ghana, decided to take the matter to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And many of you who have been following Joy Sports can recall that in July last year, Joy Sports reported that FIFA was going to represent the players at the Court of Arbitration for Sports, and we can exclusively reveal that CAS has just communicated to the Ghana Football Association and also to the players that all sanctions that were imposed on them by the Ghana Football Association have been annulled. We'll have details of that as we continue uh, our, uh, our follow-up of what the Ghana Football Association and um, their discussions or sanctions that were imposed on about 24 players for their alleged involvement in match fixing. Let's, let's move on now and do other stuff that has to do with athletics and later we talk about tennis but as we prepare for the world athletics championship that starts within the next 23 days team ghana is yet to 
pick because many of the athletes who were doing sub-10 prior to the World Championships last year currently are struggling to make legal sub-10 when it comes to their preparations towards the World Championships to be staged in Budapest. However, Andrew Owusu, who is a coach of Team Ghana, says that um, he's very confident the athletes will not struggle when they are ready to participate in the competition. If you have athletes run fairly early in the season and then struggle later on, right? So it's about peaking at the, at the right time. So let's use Joe Paul as an example. Yes, he ran 9.94 last year. But if you remember in Mauritius, Joe, Joe struggled, right? I think he ran a 2078. Uh, something in the in the 200. The way the qualification system is set up, unlike say maybe five six years ago, that automatic standard is extremely high, right? And to be honest with you, with automatic standard, yes, you run it once, but then you are going to have people who are coming in through the second uh, route of qualification. And in this case, we are talking about the ranking system where you are using an average uh, top five performances, average of the top five performances. And so if you, if you look at that uh, average performance, it might actually be better than somebody who may have run you know, one time very fast and had issues. Having said that, um, as CEO mentioned, right around April going into May, the times that collectively they were running, especially on those who would uh, be on the four by one team, um, was much faster than last year, which is on average, right? And so at least on the four by one side, they were pegged to uh, um, perform, perform better. I think maybe later on in the conversation, we can talk about what's happened between the end of the, of the US collegiate season and where we are um, um, right now. Now let's hear from the Chief Executive Officer of Ghana Athletics, Bao Fusene. He says that the athletes will be ready when they start their campaign in France next month. The young athletes that went to U.S. about six or months ago are doing incredible well. That are giving it a lot of hope. That are giving it a lot of confidence that going forward, this athlete will do well. Um, something that we're just missing in our preparation toward these bigger competitions. That is the period, few weeks period to the major competition, we always have problems of camping these athletes for them to be able to at least practice the 400 to get the bottom aging capital done. By this time around, thank God that we have an agreement with French embassy through the French government that they, are, they, are, they have agreed and even we almost finished all the process of sending our national team to camp in Paris for at least two weeks, we sponsored by French embassy in Ghana here, which I would like to use your medium to express our profound gratitude on behalf of the uh, the president of Ghana Athletics and the executive board, the NSC and the ministry, that we are so grateful to the French embassy in Ghana, vis-a-vis to the French, uh, French government, to the French Athletics Association, for giving us the opportunity to, to camp our athletes in Paris for the starting from the sixth to the sixteenth of next month to just get give our athletes the best preparation we can get at this moment, at least to practice the four hundred. That has been our bigger problem going into major competition like World Championship. 
Uh, so I believe, and I think almost all the executive boards, including both Andrew and others, also believe that this opportunity will give our athletes a bigger step forward going into the championship ladder like this world championship. That is the chief executive officer of Ghana Athletics, Bob Fusini, speaking to us. And uh, this was on Gold Chase with my colleague. Thank you, Tahir. Now let's go to Rwanda and talk about the Davis Cup because Team Ghana is currently participating in the competition seeking to bring glory to the uh, to their country. Uh, we've been joined on Zoom by Herman Aban to talk to us about the experiences they've, they've gotten so far. Herman, uh, thanks very much for your time this afternoon. Uh, how is Rwanda treating you? Thank you very much for having us. Uh, Rwanda is treating us great. Uh, we're doing really well. The weather... The team, everything is like going great. Um, we, there's nothing to complain about. We, we, they're treating us really nice, and we, we're actually doing well. I'm multitasking right now. I'm, I'm talking to Ghana, and I'm, I'm watching my team play as well. So, you know. Uh, so, so, sorry for, that, for the, dist- the, the distraction. But, but tell us uh, pretty quick, uh, how has it been for, for the team? Uh, God willing, it's been great, really good because uh, we won. You know, we're doing everything for Ghana. We're doing everything for ourselves, our families. And, you know, we're putting everything on the line. We're trying our best, and we're leaving nothing. We're, we're leaving nothing. You know, we're just going in, and we want to qualify, and we just want to do our best and, you know, make Ghana proud. Also, just, just, a, just a quick one. Um, how would you describe the experience yeah. that your team... <laughs> we just won. We just won. <laughs> What is sorry, happening? Share with us what is happening. We just won. We just won. We just won our second match against Cameroon. So let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it means I'm breaking news. Ghana just won his second match against Cameroon yes, in the yes, Davis yes, Cup, yes, isn't it? It's been great. It's been great. So talk to us. Um, how would you describe the experience that the team has gotten from this competition? Great experience. Great experience. We have two guys from the uh, three guys from the U.S., including myself. Uh, guys that are ranked in the world who are playing great and we have two uh, guys from Ghana who are learning and who have a shot to play and it's just it's just a growing experience for everybody you know so we just there's that's, that's not a lot to say but like all we can say is we're just doing great we're learning the environment is good we're improving our association is doing their best and you know we're just going to do our best for the country um, you keep doing your best for the country. And uh, just before we, 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 we let you go, um, are there any comments that, or uh, message that you want to share with Ghanaians? What, what is the message you want we to share with Ghanaians? We love you, Ghana. We're going to do our best, and we're going to bring the trophy home. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks very much. Um, Herman Aban speaking to us. She's, she's a third seed uh, with the Golden Racket team as they represent the country in the ongoing Davis Cup, which is currently happening in Rwanda. But now let's do some football. And veteran sports commentator Joe Latis Sr. has advised the leadership of the Ghana Football Association to issue loathing in the governance of football. Speaking in a yet-to-be-televised Prime Tech interview, the venerable Lati noted that politics and desire for money have negatively impacted the growth of Ghana's football? Well, they have to clear their heads. I intend visiting sooner than later. I intend visiting the present head of football. Ket. With his name is Keto Fluku. I want to visit him. And then we have a little chat. Maybe the little experience that I have, a little, I just give it to him. If he takes it, okay. If he doesn't, he's, in, he's right there. 
you know, and then doing that. When you say they have to clean their hands, what does it mean? Yeah, they should, they should remove prejudice, they should remove hatred, they should remove uh, uh, unnecessary competition, they should, well, anything negative should be out of their heads. Let them think about football and Ghana, and let them say to themselves, we are here to make Ghana great in football, and it will happen. Let them develop positive thinking, positive thinking all the time. They should completely banish the things that, that, have, that have destroyed many things in Ghana today. And i.e. the politics, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the politics. Politics is becoming, is becoming the... Football too is becoming very political. It, it has already become political. It's, it's, everybody is interested in football. People are making money out of it. Except the whole idea, I never made money after football. <laughs> oh, you didn't make money in football? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. What happened? My mother told me a good name is better than riches. And I have stuck to that till now. Whether it's good or not, it, um, you ask me, I'll tell you. You never made football, money no, in no, football? No, no, no. My, my approach to life, generally, including football, is not to struggle for money. Money at all costs. No, no, no. It leads to trouble. So I am as I am, simple man. I have many friends. You know, I was I was fighting union government with with uh, President Nana Kufuadu. Oh really? Yeah, we were together. We were there fighting uh, union uh, against union government. We wanted pure civilian democratic setup. And it has paid. Prime Tech comes your way on Friday at 7.10 a.m. on the AM show. And uh, you can listen to him extensively. And also on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. on this channel, we'll bring you a full one-hour conversation with a veteran commentator. Now let's do some pre-season highlights. And uh, there were a couple of matches that were played. Manchester United, they came up against Real Madrid. Manchester City won against Bayern at Munich. Whilst Chelsea played at a one-off against Newcastle United. Arsenal, they emerged winners when they came up against Barcelona in an eight-goal thriller.
Lozane whack with the left boot. And he hits it against the top of the bar. There was a little bit of wobble on it. Edison's positioning, I think, was just about right. And he knew it was going to go over. I don't think he thought it was going to dip and hit the top of the bar, though. Layoff to the right-hand side, brings in Walker, who crosses the halfway line. Plays a lovely ball into Lewis. Lewis couldn't quite help it on, but it comes back into his possession. And Alvarez, great save, and City will score on the rebound. And McAtee, it won't count as an official Manchester City goal. But as a first-team member, he has his first in a City shirt. And the Blues lead 1-0. Ball down the left-hand side, City stretched here, and City, how grateful to Edison, and then on the rebound, it's turned in by Matisse Tell. Well, they barely had an attack by Munich in the second half, but all of a sudden, a ball into the box, a parry from Edison, and Matisse Tell... The